Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. I sound a bit rough because I've had a heavy weekend in Scotland and it's not to watch Stoke Hearts, it was actually to go and watch the mighty Glasgow Rangers, the top team in Scotland, narrowly see defeat to Harry Kane's brace. And a bit of a history lesson was up there as well, but we're going to have to go straight in with Stoke, obviously it's not the Rangers podcast and it never will be. Straight in, Hearts 2-1 and it apparently the first half was like watching paint dry. If you're a well, I can't comment on the first half because I was actually watching paint dry. And um, the second half, well, the paint wasn't drying much better. It didn't look very good. Our defence didn't look great. Um, when you watch the two goals back, uh, as much as everybody praises Josh Tymon for his efforts, you could possibly say that he was in fault with both of them. But... What worries me the most is the defence just doesn't look right at all. And, OK, pre-season friendlies, you don't worry about the results. But I worry about the um, the look of the players. And, to me, they don't look as fit as I would expect at this point when you've got a match at Millwall next Saturday. No, um, it, it's a little bit worrying. There's no question about that. I mean, the, the thing that I'm worried about is we don't seem to have a an identity of how we're playing as well. It seems like we're sort of just booting the ball up at this moment in time and it's, we still haven't got a forward to control that kind of system. You know, every time the ball was going up, it was coming back. There was no... Yeah, because as you've said, there's nobody to hold the ball up. We said that last week. Yeah, and, you know, we, we, the defence is very worrying at the moment because I've got a feeling Jagielka's legs might have gone. From, I think they have to. From what, what it's looking like to me. And I think Flint, again, I've said before, is like an oil tanker. And, you know, I, I'm still worried about this left centre-back situation for me when we're playing three at the back. I think it's a real open wound that clubs, as soon as they yeah. smell blood that we know we're weak on that left side of centre-back, yeah. they're yeah. going to attack it, aren't they? And, you know, well, whilst you were drinking out of the loving cup and uh, talking about Rangers being the best team in Scotland, which clearly they weren't because Celtic won the league, um, I don't think Stoke had the first idea of how to defend yesterday. Um, if you play the back three or a back five and you're still letting goals in, then you've got to fix it, haven't you? Yeah. And, and if you're going to fix it you would think that they'd change the shape a bit. But we don't We don't look like they know what they're doing. It, 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 it's, it was a bit scary yesterday, considering you're a week away from the start of the season. I was I was probably more concerned than I have been for a while, but it's just so typical. You still, they could probably turn up at Millwall and smack them five or six. Yeah, well, we've got to take the, take the positive to come out. I mean, there was a, a definite improvement in the second half in the performance. I mean, we scored a goal, obviously. And... But we still looked lethargic. We, to be honest, we looked out of ideas after minute 10, really, from the whole yeah, game yesterday. And, and, and look, Ian, as much as I think Joe Bersic will be a tremendous goalkeeper, for some reason, he's. I don't think he's up to it now. And, and I felt that he should have saved the second one. And OK, maybe not the first, but, uh, you know, most keepers have saved that second one with their feet. Yeah, it, it's, it's worrying. Because, to be honest, this has reminded me in the look where there's a lot of pressure on the lad because, of course, with how well he's done for the youth levels of England, I think there's a big expectation. The same thing happened to Jack Butland, didn't it, when we dropped to the Championship where everyone thought he was going to be Felix the Cat and catch everything and he couldn't catch a cold, really, and had very, very weak chocolate wrists. And, you know, we're looking at beers, he can... Personally, for me, I think he needs a solid loan at a lower level. And maybe even Bristol Rovers somewhere where we say, you know, Joey, do you want just have him for the season, give him, you know, 40-odd games, or let's see, have him back at Stoke next year ready for that number one spot. Um, I'm a bit worried about that place, but he's not the only place I'm worried about. I'm worried about the creativity in the centre midfield. Um, we have got a new signing to talk about, which we'll come on to shortly. Well, we got two, haven't we? Got Gale and Smallbone. Well, that, that's that's a good new signing, the Gale one, if he's fit, obviously. But like I say to you, we, for me, the worry is is the creativity in the midfield, and from what I'm hearing of of Smallbone, is is he going to fix those creative problems? Because I've I've heard he's more of a central midfielder rather than a creative player. Well, well, when he and Gale came on. 
I think they were on for about 25 minutes. We did look much, much better. There seemed to be some form of play, but you're talking about the midfield, and um, I expected Kilkenny, Laurent and Baker to be our starting midfield. That's what I thought would happen. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was... Um, it wasn't great, and you're still thinking, well, we need a decent bloke in the centre midfield. And and on top of that, Tynan, as I said, I thought he was partly at fault for both the goals. OK, the first goal was a bit lucky. The ball hit the corner flag and stayed in, but nobody was tracking him. Nobody really cared. Clark might still be injured with his back, which is a big worry, because if he doesn't play, we've got Dehaney to play. And, and Tynan and Clark weren't good at all. Um... So you can't say that the the wing back positions are sorted. Um, I, I just not sure why it's not clicking at the moment. Well, that's the thing that worries me is that we've brought a lot of players in. Really, I know not most of them aren't our players. They've come in on loan, but they look like players that are they ready for this level? Really, and we've got to question that. I mean. Loan spell-wise, I mean, Harry Clark has had short little stints in sort of the bottom end of the Scottish Leagues. I think last year was it Ross County and somewhere Hibernian wanted. Um, he has impressed, but he hasn't impressed me. And I feel like the problem is we're still sort of looking for a holding midfielder. We're still looking to, for creativity when Nick Powell plays. And I, I don't feel that the wing-back situation sorted. Well, you talk about Clark, I think he's... Um... A right-sided centre-back or a right-back, right? He's not a wing-back. And he won't ever be a wing-back. He doesn't take anybody on. So I, I just don't think that's going to work. Do you, do you think, so do you feel Clark will be first choice or do you think with this system he might actually be starting to look at Dehany more? Well, well, I don't think anybody will look at Dehany more. Um, but that, I feel awful about that, but I just don't think he's, he's good enough. Not that I think a lot of people are. But I don't think either the wing-backs or the people playing the wing-back system at the moment are good enough for what we need. And, and if I'm thinking that, and people have watched our pre-season, um, then you just know that they're going to um, to attack us. I mean, you just need to get rid of... In the situation for the first goal, you just need to get rid of the ball. If it's a proper match, I know it was a, it was a pre-season friendly, but you, you just put that into row whatever. But we didn't, and um, it, it's a bit of a, a bit of a worry. Yeah, it's definitely a worry for me. I, I still feel that they're looking at somebody in that position for me. I think Clark was always going to be coming in as a, as for me, sort of a right back. So if we do change the formation, we bring Clark in to drop back as a right back rather than because he, he to, be, to be fair, from what I've seen of him, he can defend. It's just he hasn't got that attributes. If maybe like a, 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 a Rangers legend here, James Tavernier, that can bomb forward but can't defend and has a lot of creativity. And, you know, you've got to have that nice blend. And the left side, I think we're all right. But the problem is, for me, has always been the same problem is that I just don't think timing can cut it as a defence, a defensive player. No, no. And, and I have to say that I don't think Campbell and Brown work properly together either. I mean, I thought Campbell, bear in mind, didn't see the first half. But apart from his goal, he didn't seem to, to look like he was up for playing at all. Um, and there's no... At this moment, we haven't got anybody central, have we? I mean, it's, it's obvious. You, you've heard Michael O'Neill say that they're still looking. One of those people has got to be a centre-forward that can hold the ball up. Well, that's that's got to be most important for me now because the thing I like about Campbell, and he, he, he does look a bit of bone idle, he does, but, you know, great players like Ricardo Fuller wasn't exactly a workhorse, was he? But he did the goods and front of goal. He had a lot more skill and ability. Well, he did, of course he did. But the thing is, with Fuller, he, he did what he needed to do, which was put the ball in the net. And I think that's what Campbell does. If he gets half a chance, there's a good chance he'll either make a good save out the goalkeeper or score a goal, which is what yeah. we need. And I, and I said this about Jacob Brown last season, about if a good offer did come in, he's probably a player I would have let go. And I do, I love Jacob Brown after last season. I thought he was player of the year, hands down as well. But I don't think he's going to play much this season, Ange. I think he'll play virtually every match. But whatever, whatever we say about the players, right? if we don't start with a much better pace, and, and it, not even on the front foot, if we don't even start on half a front foot, because we haven't got on a front foot this season, 
Millwall will be so far out of sight. And you just know a phobie's going to be gunning for us. He scored yesterday. I can handle that. It's so long as we, we're going on the front foot and, and, and being up for it from the start. Well, it's it's coming up. It's coming very close, isn't it? And that's the thing we've got to look at. And are you optimistic at this moment in time? I'll be, I'll be really honest. I'm not, but because I, I still think we're four or five players short, Ange. To be honest, when we look into that that squad. Well, before we came on onto the pod, um, I did say to you that I'd heard part of the boot room tonight, and uh, they were tipping Stoke. Clearly, haven't seen any of our pre-season friendlies. But they were tipping Stoke to be there and thereabouts along with the relegated teams from last season. Um, so they either know something we don't about uh, how the players are playing or they just think that names on a team sheet are, are going to help us again. Now, in the past, when we came down, everybody was backing us to go straight back up and it didn't happen. And one of the worst things that ever happens at Stoke is when people think they're good and they're going to be favourites to do something. So in answer to your question, TalkSport think we're going up. Um, I'm going to wait, passing my opinion, until I know who these other two or three players in are coming in. Um, but as it looked over the over the start of the pre-season friendlies, I wouldn't say there was a cat and else chance. But pre-season friendlies are there to get minutes in the legs, as they say. But I am worried where the minutes in the legs are going because they didn't look that fit. So. Moment in time, I, I'm taking the Fifth Amendment. Um, who's on this boot room? Um, your mate. Who's that? The bloke you wanted us to sign years ago. Who's that? Darren Bent. What's he know about football? <laughs> More than not. I bet, I bet he doesn't. I bet, I bet he doesn't. Dar- Darren Bent. What, what, what? Apart from scoring a goal, you know, a good few goals for Sunderland. What did he ever do? Not a great deal. And uh, Jamie, don't get me started on Jamie O'Hara either. Why well, was he on it as well? No, not today, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. Well, no one's a big I'm fan sure of him. I'm sure he's not a fan of mine. Uh, well, who cares, really? Jamie O'Hara, how many games did he yeah. play? About 90 in his career. And about yeah, 50, they're non-league. Going, going back to Stoke, you can't, you can't keep your head down when a pass goes astray. You, you, you can't just stand there and look, oh, well, there's a goal gone in. There's no one showing any leadership at the moment, and that includes Baker, who doesn't seem to be playing very well. Well, this is the problem I have, and I said this last season about. I, I told him, in fact, we I should I believe that we should have held on till Christmas to see how well Lewis Baker was playing before handing him a new contract. Yeah. Because you never know with these players; they can have a good little four or five months where you think, "Oh, what a good player he is," and then signing on a long contract and his, his art kind of goes out of it. I'm hoping I'm wrong and I think it will be. I think Bacon will be a bit of a shining light for us this season but I can remember something came out of Michael O'Neill's mouth right at the right at the end of the season I think it was. Was it a couple of weeks to go or was it, it might have been after the final game he wanted to bring leaders into the club. He was trying, he was looking for two or three leaders. Who do you reckon we've signed who are these two or three leaders that he's on about? Um, I think uh, Will Smallbone might might become a bit of a leader. Um, oh. I, I think he might. Uh, he looked like he could put himself about and and create something. Um, so I'd look to him, and I would look to Baker to be a leader too. And of course, we are hoping that Harry Suter will come back uh, by the end of October, beginning of November, ready for the World Cup. And I think he's quite a leader too. So two, the two or three leaders he wanted to bring in, he's brought one in. Yeah, I think so. so. But that's only going on what I've seen. I mean, everybody was saying Aidan Flint was a was a good leader. As it stands at the moment, I can't see him making the first eleven. No, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't think he will cut it. To be honest, but like you said, you're going to hold judgment till we make signings. Well, I'm afraid we can't anymore, and because it is prediction week, because there's okay. only one week to go. So we're going to go in with our predictions of where we think we're going to finish this season. Top six. So no, you've got to have a bang on prediction. So it's got. I'm going in fifth. with where fifth. Fifth. You're going with mm. fifth. Well, you're wrong. I'm going to go in with tenth this season. Oh my god, it's an improvement for you. Is he buying Messi? Uh, no, because I've been told we're too negative on the podcast. So I'm going in straight positive with tenth. Okay. 
Well, if that's positive, God help us only negative. <laughs> Give us a couple of weeks, whoever said that. <laughs> right, so we just mentioned his new signing. We're going to go in with one. We're going to discuss him a bit. But before we do, we have to put a very public apology out. Because Kilkenny is... Hang on, you have now, to put out... Well, you agreed, Ange, and you didn't step you in. You didn't step in, Ange. Ange, let's be honest, you didn't step in well, and go... No point, no point stepping in, because you just twist it every week. Yeah, there's no need for this, Ange. But um, <laughs> a bit of a backstab there. You, you, saw, you saw blood and decided backstab. to carry on stabbing. It was a gut stab, that. <laughs> it was, yeah, because you, you know full well you didn't know. <laughs> you didn't say it as well. <laughs> but K- Gavin Kilkenny is not the yeah. Kilkenny I was thinking no, about. No, no, you were thinking about the Kilkenny that made the butter. <laughs> I was actually thinking of another player who had gone out for 11. It was actually Neil Kilkenny who had yeah. a short stint in the Academy signed. at Bournemouth. Who we haven't signed because he's like but 35. So it, it isn't that player. It's a young player that does look like it could be a decent signing. Bournemouth rave about him a lot. He can sort of fill in that hole, hole as a holding midfield. So we have to make apology that it could be a decent signing, Kilkenny, couldn't it? Well, I'm glad you've said that because you made the mistake and now you've rectified it and you're forgiven. You'll make loads this season. I mean, your prediction of where Stoke are going to finish is wrong. Uh, well, it could be worse yeah. here, Andrew, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to go with my, my brain. Well, well, brain. well done. It takes a, takes a, a man of some fortitude to apologise for and making such a glaring error. And if, uh, yeah, here we go again. It's, you're always taking the high ground there, Andrew. It's all right, kick <laughs> Now I know why you're a Celtic fan. But anyway, we're going with Kilken. He, he, he's not the player we thought of, so if he's listening or any family members listening, we do apologise. It, it wasn't meant to jest that. I was just a thought he was somebody else. Right, so now we've done that, we'll go into Smallbone. Now, this player's come from Southampton. From what I know, he's an Irish international and sort of around the Irish international setup. He's coming with good good premise. Southampton think there's a good player there. They actually didn't want to lose him at all. Um, they just wanted to get him out on loan just just so they could balance some checks or something because they're going to be spending a bit more money and with a rebo going there it opened that spot for him to come now this is a player that is is quite a good passive from what I've been told by Southampton fans that are checked up on what have we seen so far because we did look better when he come on didn't we Andy? oh yeah look he, he, can, he can pick out a pass um, the pace got better when he was on um, he knows how to pass the ball forward, but of course, when he was passing it to some of the players, their next move was to go back, and that's got to go very quickly because you know we're not going to beat anybody going backwards all the time. Yeah, from what I looked of him, I think he's going to be a key player, isn't he, for this yeah. season? He's, he's going to play a lot of football, small bone. I kept calling him a small boot born, born yesterday. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, he's got an extinctive look, and he reminds me a lot of John Joe Shelby, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, but having said all that, if you look at the team at the moment, it, you could have 55 small bones in there, um, but we don't have a spine or a backbone at the moment, and the team looks incredibly unbalanced to me. Yeah, um, there's, there's got to be a few more players coming in, surely. Um, well, either that or change the system. Yeah, that, that's for me the, the big, big issue for me. is I've said it a few times when I've watched him, and I, was, I said it last season a lot as well, as the, the system... If we can't get the right play, you've got to have the right players for that system. You've got to have wing-backs that can bomb up and put crosses in and get back and cover those midfielders so they can press through the middle to stop the defensive rot. We haven't got that. So the problem is we're breaking up the pitch with wing-backs. They'll lose the ball, but then we've got no spine in midfield, i.e. holding midfielders that can defend to cover while they get back into defensive positions. Yeah. And it yeah. was obvious yesterday for both goals, really, where... Timon wasn't getting back quick enough, which was he was making errors, but we had no cover on that left centre back role. To uh, what do you think of Taylor? Taylor, I think, is going to be a good player, and for me, I, I I don't understand the Flint signing for the improvement of Taylor. I think he's a good player. Do you? I think Taylor will be an excellent player, but I've just got this <laughs> sneaking feeling that they're going to send him out on loan again. I think, as you've said, if you go from the goalkeeper, I think we need to get a more experienced keeper. The right-back situation is not great. Uh, Taylor, I'm not sure he's got the pace yet or the know-how. As you've said, Jagielka's legs look like they've finally gone. Uh, Josh Tymon doesn't defend. Laurent, I've not seen enough of him, but what I've seen, he looks okay. 
Baker's not had a good pre-season, but we know he's good. Smallbone on the 25 minutes we saw looked like he could do something. We know about Brain. Brain. Brown. Brain. Um, brain. Brain. Brain, that well-known person. Uh, Gale, I don't know. He looked okay when he came on. My concern about him is that, like everybody else, he hasn't played a lot of football, but he knows where the goal is. Campbell, I'm still concerned about Campbell. Not about his injury. He doesn't quite look up for it. Uh, you've got Powell, who, when will he come in? Another 10 weeks before he has another injury? Suter's coming back from a bad injury. Um, it's just a bit of a worry, isn't it? And then you, you look at... Do you think now, even with these new signings, that we're, we're anywhere near as strong as last season? Uh, no. Um, I no. think with another addition to the forward line... Um, I think we could have a better strike force. I think Smallbone is a good improvement compared to last season because he can pick a pass, which is something we haven't had for a long time, to be honest. Um, Defence, I think we're weaker because I just feel that we've slowed it right down. Um, I think Jagielka now keeping him on a one-year deal might backfire. Um to be honest, at this moment in time, the only defender that I'm looking at who's reliable is actually Ben Wilmot, for me. Yeah, I don't think Ben Wilmot looks comfortable where he's playing, but as, as you... And I, I think Ben... There is a good player in Ben Wilmot, but we've brought in, what, so far? Seven players? Yeah. Well, if you brought in seven players and we both don't think we're anywhere stronger than last season, if as strong, um, I find that really frustrating. Yeah, I do. I, I think midfield-wise, we do look a bit weak here. But these players, I've got to settle in, Andrew. I've got to give them that time. Um, especially how late some of them have come in. And we've you've just had a touch on with Dwight Gale. We'll have to go into him next. He's the latest new signing that's kind of a little bit rock the city. I mean, it's got a lot of people off off the backsides buying shirts and getting number 11 on the back. And if we play this lad right and Dwight Gale, he could be the difference and maybe scrape it to that fifth position you predicted, but we've got to get the ball to him, haven't we? Yeah, and, and look, as much as... There's a couple of things I, I can't quite work out. When O'Neill came in, uh, he played the formation which got us out of trouble. We both know that we did... Well, we both believe we'd have gone down and he, he played the formation... To get us out of trouble. Now he seems to be, for whatever reason, sticking with a formation that we haven't got the players that suit by and large. And we play football at honestly yesterday it looked like we were walking. I mean you've got Hearts fans saying that isn't your first team, is it? And a lot of Stoke fans saying, Well almost, yeah. And they saying, Well you're awful. And the the pace was pedestrian. Yeah. That's the worry. <laughs> For me, we we don't look up for it. We, it's the intensity of the game isn't isn't there at the moment, and that's been evident in every single pre-season game. Because Accrington was saying the same thing as well that we just don't look up for. It's like they were saying that you know they expected a lot more from us because it's not just about the players on the pitch. Because people can look at our team and on paper, it's a very youngish team. Not a lot of experience in, in a lot of the signings we brought in because the loan deals basically from academies of Premier League clubs. Yeah, but you need leaders in these last two positions. If we don't get leaders in, uh, it doesn't matter how young and hungry these players are, we ain't going to get anywhere. Well, I feel Gale is, is a leader, I think, because of his okay. experience, okay. and especially in the Championship. You know, teams are going to be terrified of him. You know, you look at his record, I think he scored 111 goals in five years of Championship football, which, which is an incredible achievement. You know, fair enough, he can't do it in the Premier League, but there's been a lot of players that haven't been able to do that. I just believe that, for me, we need that, really need that central defence. Would you go for Madger? Um, I would go for Madger, to be honest, now at this point. As a last resort? I wouldn't go for it as a last resort. I just think he'd really improve our team, because the problem is now when I look at our forward line, we've got no knock-on man. We've got a workhorse in Brown that if we're playing against teams that have been relegated or teams with a bit of quality, you put Brown in because he he's a machine, he won't stop running at them. Campbell's got that quality in front of goal and so's Gale. But we haven't got that spine up there that, that can keep hold of the ball and, and get these players in. 
to score goals. Now, that's got to be very important. Now, news that I've heard this week is that Keelan Davies and Huddersfield has quietened down. And I'm hearing Stoke are desperate to get this deal done to get Keelan Davies over the line. Now, is he one that you'd take a look at? I would. I'd take him tomorrow. Over Magic? Um, I, I would. Yes, I would. Because um, I do. I don't think Magic is going to be consistent enough in a three-game week. I, I don't know with Magic. I mean, the, the problem is, is if we did decide to go for Magic again. Again, for me, it's the timing that I'd, I'd be very annoyed about. Because for me, if we'd got him at the start of the pre-season, we could have given him a proper pre-season, get him that fitness. Because the reason I don't think he could do the free match week was because of the lack of football and the lack of fitness that he did have last season. I think if you put him, get him fully fit, I think he could easily manage free matches. Yeah, but there's a reason he isn't here at the moment. And that, I think, is because he's price, not top me. of the shopping list. I, I think it's price is the reason we haven't gone yeah, to Yeah, possibly, but imagine. We, we're talking about how we've played so full, far and, and there's a lot of people reacting very badly and we both know if we don't beat Millwall and if we don't do wonderful against Blackpool, the reaction will be horrendous. And whenever it happens, the reaction will come again. <laughs> but we've got to at least let them play some games before we start damning them. I, I mean... Um, at one point, I think in the second half of the season, after we'd freshened up the team and then we got a couple of injuries, um, I think we lost more than we won in the second half of the season. And at one point, I think our form was virtually relegation form. But then, in, in other points, we were promotion-winning form. And, and you look at the Championship, and it's it's got to be one of the most difficult leagues in the world to predict. Uh, we could lose all, all our first ten opening games, and or we could win them. You just never know. But we've got to find a way of scoring because we were woefully short of goals last season. And, OK, we've got Gale now, but we still need, what, an extra 20 or 30 goals? We aren't going to get them all from Gale. No, 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 we're not. And that's without conceding. So, basically, you said you'd take Davies on a season-long loan just to be that brick up front. And I would take it, but I'd preferably, I think Madger would score more than Davies. And it'd have that. Yeah, you might be right. I'd take either of them. I'd, I'd take Madger fit, a fully fit Madger. We've seen it what he's done yeah, at Sunderland. But we don't we, know how fit he is, do we? You know that's the problem. But other great news. What now? If this happens, I'm happy. Which I know a lot of people will say is never, but it's true. I would be happy. Is the link that come up this week, which is Fulham legend Alfie Mawson is available on a free. He's a left-sided, left-footed central defender. Dreams are made of this, aren't they, Ange, at this point to where Stoke are? I wouldn't sign Alfie Mawson. Why, Ange? Why? 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 What's going on? his injury record. Yeah, his injury record isn't great, but he's an improvement on Morgan Fox, isn't he? Um, possibly, but with our track record with injuries, I, I wouldn't want anybody that wasn't 100% cast iron fit. And um, I just, I wouldn't want him. And it's only for that reason. I, I'd take him in a heartbeat, I would. I think there's a great player in him. He, I, I think he's just his whole time at Fulham. Because of how much they paid. Because I think they got him from Swansea, didn't they? Because he was amazing yeah. at Swansea. And then he went to Fulham in the Premier League. Way too much expectation on him. And then he got a couple of injuries. And I think his head's gone there. I think he's, he was just desperate for get away from Fulham. I think a move to Stoke would be a great refresher for him. But he'd drastically improve our defence. He's a left natural left-footed player, left centre-back, which we've been crying out for for a long time because we've only got Morgan Fox there. Anyone else who plays there is just cover. I'd take him. That's one for me. Right, so now I don't know. I haven't heard any more rumours, except for Xander Clark of, I think, St Johnston, is it, in Scotland? Now, I was talking to my Scottish friends who sport Rangers, and they said he's he's a, a really good goalkeeper. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is a really good goalkeeper. And, and I hope we do get him because I do think we need a goalkeeper. Um, and I think when you look at Baker wouldn't pass the ball back just before they got the second goal yesterday. Baker wouldn't pass the ball back um, to, to him. Well, he chose not to. And that, to me, suggests that um, somebody is 
not happy or doesn't have as much trust in the keeper as as maybe they should have. Yeah, I, I feel as something's been going on behind the scenes with Birgit for me. Um, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't think he's either happy here or he's fallen out with people. And I, I don't know what's going on because we, Xander Clark hasn't really gone away. I know Middlesbrough have had a look at him and we're interested, but the Lynx come back with Stoke. Now, normally that's an indication that Stoke are sniffing around him and He's 30 years of age. He's now a part of the Scotland national side. He's he's over the last two three seasons apparently he's been brilliant. One of the best goalkeepers in the division, the SPL. So I'd probably give him a go as well on a free transfer. Would you? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I'd give him a go. Because for me, I've said this before. I just don't think Berzik's ready for this level yet. I think he needs a proper loan. He's had loan spells, but they've always been short. I want him to go somewhere where he can have a full season out on loan. So he can come back ready for the season. That's what I'm desperate right. And I feel that alone to maybe League One, get him a full season, get Sander Clark for maybe a year is just cover to be number one. And then bring Birgic in when he's ready, rather than just forcing him in because he's a young talent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think one of the problems with Birgic has been that he's probably coming too soon. And, and I think maybe when he got dropped... Um, he didn't cope with it very well and I think he might just want to go but we are where we are and you're not going to let him go uh, without other, another player coming in and while we're talking about people that don't seem to be playing much um, what do you think about Sam Clickers? because I thought he'd have been gone by now um, I think Michael O'Neill likes him and I think because I think we've been talking about leader problems. I think he does see his, him as a leader because of that first half season when he came in and, and kept us up. Um, he will go at the end of the season, but I just don't think there's many interesting because of how poor he's been over the last two seasons. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him go because he's been very poor for me over the last two seasons. So yeah I'd like to see him go but I just don't think there's anyone interested Ange I mean, there might be a couple in League One but does he really want to drop that low no of course he won't I mean he'll drop if, if we pay the rest of his contract up uh, and that's the thing you're looking at now I mean the championship there haven't been a lot of money spent in the championship no there hasn't not even the teams that have dropped haven't really spent a lot of money except nope. Burnley haven't thrown any money around which I'm a bit surprised by but I don't really know what's going on at Burnley they seem to have lost let go all their top quality players and brought in nobody. Really, <laughs> like just young players and players that haven't even played yet. I think they brought a midfielder in for was it four million who's not kicked the ball professionally. So, you know, that might backfire and hopefully it does in our favour. But, you know, things are moving Ange, and that's the thing we've got to look at as a positive. I mean, you were right, but you know, I think these predictions that you put in are, are a bit a bit unfair as you've got people at the club who are telling you things whereas I'm just guessing you were well, right I mean I resent that remark because there aren't people at the club telling me anything you're just now using that as a lame excuse no you, I mean you've you got your sources in, in wherever that give you the wrong players and you're just bitter and twisted there's just no need to answer at all you, you know I'm right but yeah it's it's you've got it right two two have come in how many are we predicting for next week before the before the Millwall no. game no. Oh. no. Oh dear. Right. I think I think our next I think our next players uh, <clears throat> will be right at the end of the window. Right. That, now that's one. I hope I'm wrong. I, 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 I hope you're forward. wrong. Right. So we're going to go in with prediction time because the season is back. We're all we're all excited. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd say I'm I'm the, the negative one. Right. So we've got Millwall away first game. And we're going to have to put his predictions in and what we think. You know, Millwall have spent a bit of money actually under Rowett and have been looking all right in their in their friendlies. Benny Kofobi's on fire since he's gone there permanently. And what do we reckon of this? Are you excited about this game? Are you are you worried? Where do, where do you sit on the fence with this first game of the season? Um, I I wish we weren't playing Millwall away first game of the season. Um, we can't afford a slow start. I do think that when you look at the league, with the exception of 
the teams that have come down, um, it's all very much of a muchness because I think all the players are much of a muchness. Um, but you need momentum in this league to keep going. And I'm not so sure that we're uh, enough cooked to, to do well at Millwall. So I would take a nil-nil now. So you're predicting nil-nil? Yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll lose 2 nil. And who do you think will score? I think a fair we will score one of them. Yes, OK. I mean, if, if anybody's going to score, it will be him. I mean, you could look at it in such a way as to say, well, all the bad performances are out now in the pre-season. Incidentally, I don't know who played this afternoon at Newcastle Town, but we lost 2-1 to Newcastle Town. <laughs> Have we actually won a friendly? No. <laughs> i drawn one. Fleetwood. <laughs> Oh dear God! Right, so we're excited about the opening game. We're very optimistic about the opening game, aren't we, Andy? It's, it's going to. We're all excited. Can't wait for the season start. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't beat Millwall. No, it's just you know, the, the, squad, the squad's good enough to beat Millwall, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you if you look at the fixtures, it's probably about as tough as it can get because nobody likes going to Millwall. And um, if I'm not wrong, or if I am right, I think we've drawn the last two matches there, haven't we? Yeah, we have, to be fair. Um, each, so you're not going to get a non-each, are you? But I'm still going for non-each. I just don't think we're going to start well, Ange. That's the thing. I think with it, I just don't think we're cooped enough. I don't think we're ready for the start of the season. We don't look ready. You know, that match-up against Hearts, we still look rag-boned. We still look all over the place. We, we I, Normally, you use pre-season to get new players in, but... Harry Clark's been there a long time and he doesn't look up to speed. You, you know, Flint looks like an oil tanker that's, you know, struggling for form. I'm, I'm looking at the players we brought in and I don't see anything improved at all, really. The only one that I'm looking at and I'm hoping is Smallbone because he can actually pick a pass out, which we haven't had for a long time, really. Um, but I feel that, you know, even if we put Campbell and Gale up front, there's going to be nobody who can knock on and... and press anywhere, anywhere I still don't think we've got a holding midfielder in my opinion um, yeah. we've got no Thompson maybe Thompson can fill in there we know he can fill in there but we need a proper week in week out holding midfielder we're playing a lot of free match weeks so we need players who, who know that role and can be consistent in it because some of these teams are no mugs they've got quality players that'll take advantage of players that they know that isn't their natural position and we've got no replacement for Nick Powell. So I don't know where the creativity is going to come there unless we maybe drop Jacob Brown a bit deeper and put him in that yeah. cam role yeah. and, and see if he can create something for Gale and, and Campbell up front. That's something I was hope, I was actually hoping to see that today, yesterday at Hearts, where Brown could play as a cam and try or a centre forward at least and, and try and support a free forward line. But... He didn't, he just, the midfield looks very, we look very empty, don't we, going into the start of this season? We do, but if you remember last season, up to Christmas, we did well, we were, we were quite good. And the season before, we had, a, we had a shot where we were quite good. And, and then you get the new players in the new year and, and they sort of capitulate. But the reason we're capitulating, in my opinion, is that... Um, for some reason, we don't do things quickly enough. Uh, we can't we can't do any incisive passing to a centre forward that doesn't exist. But if we haven't got any centre forward, we certainly haven't got the two players that can take and hold up the ball up there at the moment. If you're looking at Campbell and and, and uh, Brown, Gale is going to make a difference. But I think if we played some more two-touch football and where the passing was quick and incisive Gail I think would, would benefit from that and, and and that's not the stoke I've seen for two years well that's it we're very lethargic and slow on the ball isn't it? that's the problem and no one seems to be willing to run with it as well which is a big worry you know I think Laurent when, once he gets fit can do that because we know he does it for Reading but I think he's playing too deep so the problem yeah. is he's not going to be able to do that role that he's good at and for me, we've bought, it seems to be a lot of shoe-owning again, where we've brought players in and shoe-owning them into positions rather than bringing players in for that position. 
Um, but my biggest worry, and I'm very open with this, is the defence. That's where I'm worried. Yeah, I... to me it looks very scary. Honestly, <clears throat> it looks horribly scary. Um, and and I'd... what what would you play as the defence on on Saturday? Presuming that there's nobody coming in. Well, Suter's not fit, so I'd play Ben Wilmot right centre back. Um, yes, I would. Flint centre back with um, Connor Taylor left centre back. Yeah, I think he'll play Jaggy Elka. Not he, he will play Jaggy Elka because he's he's a he's a predictable book, isn't he? But Jaggy Elka's done for me. I've, I was I've watched a couple of times him in pre season. He look he does not look, look up to speed at all, Jaggy Elka. Yeah. And the problem is when he, when you're that kind of age, you you never get back up to speed. Peter Crouch said that when he was at Burnley. He said. That season, he didn't feel at the beginning he was up to speed, but because of his age, he just couldn't get up to speed because he just couldn't get get into it, and that he realised that was the end. And I'm hoping that's not the case with Jaggy Elka, and he, he's, but he, he look he looks done to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree too. But when when we're talking about the game at Millwall, I think it's only fair if if we've talked about how bad we've been in pre season. That we look at their results and, and they lost 5 4 at Palace, they won 5 0 against Bromley, they won 2 0 against Dartford, they won 1 0 against Colchester, they drew against a team called Hammerby, non non, and they drew against Ipswich, one each. Um, so they've obviously shown that they can concede and score. Okay, Crystal Palace 5 4, I don't know what, who played for Palace, but um, he, when you looked at where Stoke were yesterday, I haven't seen any of Millwall's friendlies, as I say. Uh, on the TV, the commentator at the Hearts game said that they'd won six out of their eight friendlies. Right Now, I thought we looked poor. I thought we looked like we were miles off the pace. But we've played six, well, seven if you count the Newcastle one. I don't think many first teams have played with that. But we've played six pre-season friendlies ourselves. And whilst the results don't matter... Um, the way we conceded the goals mattered to me. Um, not not, not because they were poor goals to concede. Yes, they were. It was the reaction that got me. Nobody looked like they were bothered. Yeah, it's a worrying sign, isn't it? That's, that's the thing that worries me. I'm just wor- I'm, I'm, they, they don't look up to speed at all. I mean, to be honest, let's, let's look at our friendlies as well. They've not been difficult teams. Like, you could excuse Millwall, the playing Palace, who were... You know, a top ten Premier League football team. Yeah, but the other ones haven't been important for them. Yeah, yeah, I know, but but they've won them, and they've looked confident, and they've looked, and they've scored the goals, and they've they've had a way of playing, and they've stuck to it. Whereas us, we've been all over the place defensively. We haven't been able to keep up with, you know, mid-table League One teams. And I know they're only friendlies, but we don't look like we have an idea of what we're doing. We look toothless, but we also look weak at the back as well. And there's been a lot of changes, a lot of this, that and the other. And Michael O'Neill is playing it down as if it's, well, it's just friendlies and stuff like that. But Millwall are going to be right up for this. They've got a phobia up front who's desperate to prove to us he can score goals. Yeah, and, and, and as I say, um, it, it's the way we've performed that has, has disappointed me. Um, we, listen, we've performed in other pre-seasons and played like world beaters and then been rubbish all, all the way through the season so you I know it's disappointing but you can't put too much story it's the, as I say it's the it's the manner of um, the manner of defeat and if you look at the way Millwall play listen they direct they're physical uh, they're at home they play with aggression um, it's not the sort of match that our lot like is it well that's the thing I'm worried about because this one's really worried me because they are very powerful and with our weak back line could we get drummed here yeah we could and and having I I will add though that for as much as this has been another podcast where you've depressed the hell out of me um, you you look at what Millwall fans say about the way they've played in the pre-season they say that there's been um, no flow, no cohesion. Uh, it's very worrying. Um, they've got no pattern of play. So it could be a real humdinger on Saturday. 
<laughs> well, if it, I'll take it nil-nil now. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. With, with the way we are. I mean, Gail's got to get up to speed. He hasn't, he hasn't 100% fit, is he? And we, we've just got to be positive. And, you know, I'm hoping we can win. But from what I've seen in pre-season, it's hard to be positive in team. It's not just me. It's everybody who's a bit negative at the moment. And, you know, we, we've been playing lesser teams. And they've completely outplayed us. I mean, we were looking at a draw against, was it Fleetwood? Um, yeah. So... You know, there's understandable negativities around the club at the moment, isn't there? It's completely understandable. Michael O'Neill will understand it as well. But we'll go into the new season, which starts next week. I hope everyone's excited. I am. Um, yeah, but let's let's be serious, right? They've, they've got... Um, I think the bloke that is playing in the centre of their back three or four, the back four, I think, he's on loan from Leeds and he's about 19, right? So... Presumably, Dwight Gale, if he's playing, could have a go at him. Um, but when you look, I know you don't look at matches from last season, but for me, you remember the Coventry home match? Yeah. If they hadn't have been poor at finishing, we would never have got a draw out of that match. Yeah. So, I'm just thinking, right, Millwall, who have they got can finish Benny Kofobi? He's bound to score, isn't he? You, you just know he'll score. I think he will, uh, yeah. I, I just think it'd be a very, very tough game. And they got loads of draws last time, so I'm still going for me non-each. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0-0. Yeah, like you said. You put me off now. You, you, you're depressing, man. I'm not depressing. It's just from what I've seen. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they go out and smash them 5-0, as everybody knows that. But... They haven't shown anything, Angie, and I can only go with what I've seen. You know, if we'd won every game, I'd go, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to storm it. But, you know, when we've looked as bad as we have done, we can only go with what we've seen. I'm going to feel one player's going to come in. Okay. And I've said none. I, you said none. I think one might come in. Um, somebody on loan again, obviously. But. You know, it's one of them. It's it, For me, we move into this. It, it is a bit negative, but it is negative around the club at the moment. There's no, there's no escaping that. Yeah, but we have got a bit of good news. And what's that? Um, well, uh, our under-14, under-15 team uh, went to Iceland for the Ray Cup, um, our Stoke City team. And um, I'm just going to tell you now that if we struggle for injuries, our under-14s and 15s are ready to step up. They played six, they won six. They scored 35, they conceded two. And they won it. And if anybody wants to see a picture of them, they're all there uh, on Liam Lance's Twitter feed and on Stokes' Twitter feed uh, where they've won. And I just think that's fantastic. It so is, well done, it you is. Know, Jordan White, Josh Cartwright, Rich Walker, Gareth Owen and... Andy Matthews and Liam Lawrence for, for taking the team out there and doing well. It's, it's fantastic, our academy at the moment. It's really producing entity at the moment. It's, it's one thing that I'm, I'm proud of at the moment is, you know, the youthful set-up and how they're doing achieving things. And, you know, hopefully now they can break in. But to win all six games and comfortably win the tournament, it's, it's, it's great to see. You know, and hopefully yeah. some of these players in a couple of years we're going to see in the first team. Because I've got a feeling a few of our academy players of last year are going to be a part of our team this year. I think Sparrow well, I think might Tom be... Sparrow seems to look like he's going to step up. Yeah. I'm not I... sure about Taylor. I do actually think they'll um, they'll go again. I honestly do think he'll go out alone. I, to be honest, Ange, I'd start Taylor. I, I, he'd be in my team. With with the performances of Jaggy Elker and Flint, I just think he's a better player. Yeah, he'd be in my team. Like I said, when you said to me back line, like I said, it'd be Wilmot, Flint till suitors fit with Taylor at left centre back till we can bring one in. That's just what I just think he's a better player. I think Jaggy Elk has done, and I think you know these young players need to start playing, don't they? If they want to improve and make these players that can be worth money in the future or regular starters, they need to play games. Yeah, and that's I think that's. You're right. I mean, I was gutted when Lewandowski chose Barcelona over us because I think he was the missing piece of the jigsaw well yeah him, him and uh, Di Maria as well I, I had a strong feeling he was going to come on loan he's, he said once in the past that he's always wanted to play in the potteries and <laughs> you know he, he actually did once and he looked awful for Man United yeah. but can we have can we have one more little um, little betting tipping thing for right. this week right okay Ready? what are we doing 
Which shorts and socks will we wear on Saturday? Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go black. What black? What? But, well, we will be in the white top. Well, we will be in the white top. No, we won't. We'll be blue. Um. Yeah, it's tough how to coordinate yourself, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll go black. I'm gonna, I think they're going to wear black because I know they wear white shorts, don't they, Melville? So, uh, black. What colour socks are you going for? Black. Mm. I think we're going to go Sunderland for the Millwall game. I think we're going red socks, black shorts. We will be. What, what, we, do, what we don't have in goal-scoring prowess, we will have a kaleidoscope of colour. This season. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be every team going. So we're gonna go out Brentford, like you said there. We're gonna go out Brentford for the first game, and then the home game we're gonna go out Stoke, and then Sunderland, then a bit of Atletico. I'm surprised I'm yeah. brought. We're nobody, going forward. nobody will know what they're up against. Yeah, exactly. Except Lewis Baker, but you know, let's let's hope a bit of positive comes in. It's great that the kids have gone out and done well in Iceland. Well done to them. Let's go, Ange. We're going to let people get on with the weeks. I hope you've yeah, enjoyed the pod. It's been really good to, to have this uh, positive of positive po- podcasts at the start of the season. So, the three P's, positive of positive podcasts. Well, we're known as the, P, the PP, the Potter's <laughs> Podcast, so it's the positive. It's going to be changed from next week to the PPP, the Positive Potter's Podcast. That's it. When we smash Millwall and we're looking for the people from the tower to come back to the potteries that's it Sistan will be there right, thanks yeah. for listening so thanks for listening the season is fast approaching so make sure you listen along make sure you join in on the Potters group page make sure you get involved on the Potters podcast on Facebook Instagram and Twitter have your say if you want a question just go on to there join Send us a message through a DM, as it's now modernly called, and you'll you'll get into a touch and you'll get a question up on the podcast for next week. Let's hope we start off a bang and let's hope that the preseason has just been a blip. And also make sure you find us on your favourite podcast platform. We're on Spotify, we're on Insta- on everything really. We're also on Amazon, we're on Spotify, we're everywhere. Just also tell your friends of the Stoke fans, tell them to get involved. There's more to come. Don't worry about that. The season starts here. Let's hope we start with a bang. And if you're on iTunes, a five-star review would mean a hell of a lot to us here at the Box Podcast. So thanks for listening. ta All the best.